Flogcast may occasionally contain explicit content that makes it not safe for work or for minors. It also doesn't provide an excuse to use the same words on Bay 13. Normal Bigfooty rules still apply. Cast for the trade and free agency period. Fifey joined by Ant. Good day. Penal. Hi there. Dan. What do you call a blind dinosaur? I know this, but come on. I don't think what? he saw us. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it out. And um, joining us for the first time this year after Melbourne's active trade week, we have You Don't Know Jack. Yay. Yay. <laughs> oh, I think there's space to be a D in there somewhere. Now we're. <laughs> We're down a regular here. You were supposed to be on, wasn't it? Yeah, we, we're not sure what's happened. We teachers Skype's been playing up. His... And the last oh, thing I heard was pick 21 and some cries and sobs. <laughs> I oh, guess he just, get he just didn't want to front up after that uh, awful performance in trade week. And, all right, we will start there. Geelong, uh, Geelong the losers of trade week. Oh, they're adding to their concerning youth. Yes. Really? Well, they drafted someone else's concerning youth. <laughs> traded for someone else's concerning youth. They did a ride getting to the pick 10 out of Adelaide. Mm. What the fuck was that trade from Adelaide? It was because like, well, it it no the Crows got rid of their second round pick trading for Hawthorne discards. Well, I don't know what Adelaide were thinking. That's the only thing that redeemed Geelong. Whereas I think the only thing that redeemed North was the fact that Cooney chose Essendon. <laughs> it's definitely a close call between North and Geelong for who fucked up trade period the worst. Geelong managed to turn Barco into Mitch Clark, which may work out if his head's right, but really, really Stanley. <laughs> and they lost Christensen too, so... Yeah, they got rid of, like, the one kid who was actually any good. So what did they lose Christian, Christensen for? <laughs> Reece Stanley. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and in a funny story, on the AFL website, there is a point of making where all the trades went and all, you know, picks. It was the draft order, right? Yeah. When you trace the pick that got traded for Reece Stanley, if you trace it all the way back, it was Brisbane Lions compo pick for Jared Brennan. So over the space of three years and about half a dozen trades, Jared Brennan somehow became <laughs> Reece Stanley. <laughs> Which is, it's actually... Yeah, like a shitter version of um, <laughs> basically, Brennan, yes, basically. Yeah, although completely the opposite, because Brennan was all talent, no work rate. Stanley might be the hardest working potato there is, but he's still a fucking potato. And yeah, Geelong's list, what's going on there, Ant? You notice something interesting about their list? Well, not including Mitch Brown, who was um, just sacked today. They had 12 players, including the Irish rookie, over 196 centimetres. Are they trying to field a basketball team yeah. or a football team? Oh, I think Mark Neal's doing the recruiting down there. <laughs> That's a lot of tall concerning you. It's like they've got one in Hawkins. Oh, they've got Harry Taylor as well, but they've got... Is it the fact that they're all breaking down? They're just trying to throw as many at them <laughs> as possible? Production line of them. Kind of like one breaks down, they put another one on, and then, yeah. Or are they going to make this gestalt figure, you know, a bit of a Hamish McIntosh's arm and... 
Walker's leg and... I think it's just, just throwing darts at the board and hoping one of them hits, you know. We'll recruit 12 tall guys and maybe one of them will help Hawkins out kind of thing, but... Well, at least with Giants, they actually get quality talls. They, they just got a bunch of darts. <laughs> it makes no sense. And it's funny because it's almost as though Suze did their recruiting. When you look at North, it's almost like she did theirs as well. It's like the Scott brother said, hey, cousin Suze, come in and take care of Trade Week because... <laughs> Doesn't she normally do that? Well, it hasn't been evident until this year, with Geelong's recruiting the North bringing in Jared Waite, and as called by Penal, the Jared Waite of midfielders in Sean Higgins. She must be pretty dark that Christensen left Geelong then. Why did he leave? What was the official story there? I heard he enjoyed the cunt and the punt. <laughs> um, that was quite succinct, because I heard the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but not quite the... Yeah. Well, so... the official story on the online is he wanted to get out of Geelong because he couldn't... I mean, that is almost believable in itself because <laughs> Geelong's such a shithole was that her name Geelong I, I, I just uh, want to say get out of Geelong quick enough just want to say congratulations to which, whichever Geelong players uh, misses is carrying Christensen's kid at the moment did he play 100 games for Geelong um, <laughs> can you imagine that father son selection <laughs> <laughs> why is Lingy's kid so dark <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Anything else on Geelong? I'd ask Teach, but he's not here. <laughs> what about North? Like, Jared Waite, Higgins, they had a dip at Cooney. They lost Levi Greenwood, their sixth best midfielder, it turns out. But Basically, he lost their best and fairest by a countback. He yes. was that good last year. And um, according to the North board, the fact that they lost him and gained Higgins for 400k and wait for however how much and had a big punt at Cooney is irrelevant to him leaving for money because he's a scum. He's actually offered more at the Bulldogs, wasn't he? No, what I'm saying though is the North board are no- saying... North could have paid him if they wanted to. They could have if they wanted to. But that's, that's different. Yeah, basically North committed to two of the most inconsistent potential players in the competition and let Levi Greenwood who admittedly hasn't been that great up until this year he's okay but he hadn't really shown anything before this year worth the money he got paid but still they balked at that well he's because he's a greedy so-and-so and it's irrelevant to the fact they paid a lot of money for potential players. Yeah, we, we did lose out in the trade period, losing Greenwood, but we did. You also lost out on Cooney. That's a ma- massive loss for you guys. Well, hey, it's not their we fault never, they don't well, have sponge we didn't lose turf, Cooney. Man. We never had him in the first place. He wanted to play on soft turf at the airport, and he was sold. Mm. And he had a, a long conversation with James Hurd. And what, what was that all about? I mean, I think basically he um, Hurd was sitting there. Clearly. And, you know, he, he came in to have a meeting because his manager said so. He was like, all right, all right. And Hurdy just went, oh, would you like a drink? <laughs> <laughs> he took one sip of the Kool-Aid and, wow. Hooked. Here he is having these meetings about, oh, I love the Messiah. The spongy falls are great. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't have much trouble getting Adam Cooney because in the end they used the pick they got from Port Adelaide that they were basically forced out of Port Adelaide for Ryder, which was the pick Port were going to use on Gorringe. Didn't Gorringe take that well? Oh, yeah, a massive sook, didn't he? Oh. Yeah. Had name star. I felt betrayed. <laughs> they lied to me. I got they lied, lied to me. Then it came out that he's a bit of a cunt anyway, and he's <laughs> just made on his Facebook page. He's, he's ragging on um, restaurants and what do you had an anti Roden Facebook page or something? <laughs> Who hates David Roden? <laughs> I know. David he makes Roden the best like the of his. He makes the best of his, you know, a little bit of ability. <laughs> That nah, fuck you, David Roden. I hate you. <laughs> He's always got a smile on his face. I mean, why would you hate David Roden? <laughs> He's a small bloke who managed to carve out over 100 AFL games despite being, yeah, basically the smallest guy going around. And, and he got out of Richmond. I mean, there's only so many positives out of him. He's had like four knee recos too. 
What it's a like, cunt he is, yeah. <laughs> well, I can understand a Melbourne supporter such as yourself, you don't know Jack not liking him because yeah. of Mark Neal and the Moneyball principle, and by then he was absolutely washed up. But oh, it's just very bizarre. In um, oh, no, Roden's defence like as well, that was more Neal than... Oh, I, I agree, but like yeah. Roden still didn't give Melbourne much in the. I don't know what they gave up for him. But if someone comes along and offers you a paycheck to do not much, in all honesty, you're going to take it. Well, James Hurd showed that he got paid a million dollars to sit in France. But it will love this. How was Essendon's trade period? It was very mediation again. Uh, well, everyone assures me that Super Dodoro Brothers <laughs> is is a fair trader, but how many times has the AFL gone to mediation in trade week? They did it for Judd, I know that. No, they didn't. They did. Did they? Yeah, they okay. did it for Judd, yeah. Well, that ruins that argument, because I know it's happened four times, and three of them have been Essendon. Yeah. <laughs> and still not a good straight rake, so... I think they just overate their spuds. They do. Pick 17 for Ryder. If you look at the players who went elsewhere in trade and free agency, the closest comparison to Ryder based on age and output and form this year was Levi Greenwood. And Greenwood was offloaded for pick 25, Ryder went for 17 and... Unders. 37. <laughs> and in in between those two, Stanley went for 21. <laughs> yeah, but, <did> you, <laughs> Like, <laughs> this is the thing you can't Let relate. Let that sink in. What's, what? that, that kind of throws a, a dent in our argument here, because if you use Stanley for 21 as a benchmark, then Ryder's worth like 1, 2, and 3. Stanley's the outlier in all trade values. For some reason, Geelong went fucking full retard there. Well, no, my argument, as soon as Stanley went for 21, I was saying Liam Jones, pick 7 from Carlton, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that logic is sound. <laughs> yeah. Undeniable. But they were still holding out for pick 17 before Reece Stanley got moved. Like, I don't know. Well, what the way I'd realise, though, he was gone, so he could have done the contractual, um, fuck you. Yeah. No one wanted it to come to that, but it could have. It's a bit like the Cromary one last year when, um, they had no leg to stand on, the player wanted out, so their bargaining position was dubious at best. Yeah, it was only that he'd have to go the pre-season draft, wasn't it? Yeah, which we were going to get him anyway. Yeah, we people would have left him alone. That's generally what happened. happened with like, in, like, 26 was unders just like 17 was potentially unders for Ryder but it's still that's not horrible unders but it's the best best of a bad situation so it's, it's a better deal than Collingwood got on beams so you fucking take it yeah so they hold out for a, you know two weeks of no 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 we'll not take it and they'd take what they had at the start Essendon are just Essendon are broken at the moment really everything out of that club's just Adam Cooney could be their captain next year <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be Angry Pills Goddard. But, like, the thing that also gets forgotten in Trade Week was Heard showing his true colours to everyone. All the Essence supporters were behind him, chugging the Kool-Aid real hard, and then Heard decided to challenge when the club gave up. And we had hashtag the sacking and all that was that went close that must have gone close selfish selfish campaign oh. and also the only the only reason the um, Essendon didn't sack him the money and the lawsuit not just that there was a clause in Hurd's contract that said that um while there's legal action on Essendon could not sack him is that the contempt of court thing that he was arguing yes mm. yeah so it's kind of like as soon as his appeal fails which I think is in a couple of weeks he gets fucked off anyway he wants them to he's been forcing this because he wants them to say him and pay him out the contract he doesn't want to be yeah i know he's but, playing his own angle there but if you listen to ryan's and some of the other chuggers a lot of them have jumped off since then that was when all of a sudden they got a big slap in the face some of them are just the the devotees are arguing that he's fighting the fight for the players still and the club's gutless now and he's throwing himself on the grenade ryan's and co are the true jihadists i mean <laughs> they are isis oh yeah i could see her you know blowing herself up outside our house just to prove a point <laughs> i love 
It's all about the principle. Yeah. And further to Essendon, the show cause notices have been reissued. It's like, I love how Asada just said, fuck you. <laughs> and said, oh, we're not waiting for your appeal. We're going to issue them now. With new evidence. And then they're going on, that's too much evidence. <laughs> 350 pages. Like... It went from, that's not enough evidence, there's no proof to, that's too much, doesn't give them enough time to read. I mean, McVeigh's just reading the words vitamins, vitamins, vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Remus was reading his and going, there's no any pictures in these. <laughs> I can't understand this. Yeah, right as Mrs. is going on. Essendon took my baby. <laughs> oh, well, actually, now that you mention that, did anyone catch the latest Kool-Aid chugging article? No. Which one's that? That James Heard is the most unfairly maligned person by the media since Lindy Chamberlain. Oh. Ah, there you go. Like, this is the comparisons they're drawing. I would argue James Heard is more like Oscar Pistorius, just if we're going to be topical here. James Heard is more like Joseph Fritzl, to be honest. <laughs> Just fucking pure evil and scum in every way possible. Uh, That's why Bombers... When you said article, I thought you said those... Oh, there was a Robo article or something like that. No, this was by someone no one's ever heard of before. Basically, by making the Lindy Chamberlain reference, they got themselves some, you know, attention. Ah, uh, just another Essen Mong in the media. Yeah, it was very Aaron Riley, actually. But So uh, it was uh, by Anus Cat? <laughs> it was the Essen equivalent of Anus Cat, whoever that might be. Fog Dog. <laughs> Fog Dog. <laughs> Anyway, anything else on Essendon? Because it was pretty funny to watch them once again go, no, Wingard, Wines, you know, blah, 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 we want these players in the Essendon supporters in the Essendon board going, oh, yeah, we're going to get, we're going to get um, Molly Wines, oh, this is going to be great. Wingard. Fuck you all. And then... And all their delusional pearlers were just full of um, port supporters <laughs> going, you're not getting Ollie Wines. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the end, Adoro backs down again. It's just like, it's this continuous cycle yeah but Paddy Ryder got out for roughly what he was worth They and they bought in Cootie for the same deal so spongy turf spongy turf and the little cunt who um, had to go to Essendon and <laughs> apparently his, his mother was the one who he called up Triple M now it looks like he's going to be delisted Kavanaugh was that Kavanaugh I thought I always thought it was Steinberg oh I might have Steinberg but I no Kavanaugh's Kavanaugh the one whose dad told North he would not play for them Oh, that got are. that got laughs on the North board. And, that, and, that and now pumped. he looks like getting delisted. Yes, I thought that's funny. He told North he's not playing there, and then he'd only play at Essendon. Then Essendon injected him with a whole bunch of shit, and now three years later they're throwing him on the scrap heap. Can't help but laugh at that. He, he was the um, placebo. His <laughs> 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 control case. Well, this one didn't work. <laughs> well, maybe McVeigh was. He really did get vitamins. <laughs> We were wrong about him all along. He was just stupid. <laughs> Someone actually made a point. Like We haven't heard from Spike in a while. Yeah, I think his manager's gone, shh, just don't talk. <laughs> Where do we want to go next in trade week? Uh, well, we go to the Bulldogs crisis, which was, you know, Ryan Griffin wanted to leave, and then whole big meeting, McCartney got sacked, and then crisis was averted somewhat when Boyd... Crisis averted. Boyd was packaged in as part of the deal. All right, my, I'll take my take on it. See, I've got no problem with, you know, Griffin and saying, you know what, I want out, I want a fresh start. What I can't stand and what I can't really forgive the guy for is the fact he went into a meeting with Chris Grant and, you know, and Gordon, because he, he complained about McCartney, basically, so they pulled him into a meeting with Grant and co, because Grant's the director of football, and Chris Grant said to him, well, Macker has agreed to work through some problems. Are you prepared to work with him? 
And Griffin said yes. So you're saying he's a welcher? Oh, he's a massive welcher. Then he goes overseas. Halfway through trade week, by his manager, he rings up saying he wants out. I thought he went bush. He went pig shooting. <laughs> he got back. So he went overseas, got back, and then got yeah got his manager to tell the Bulldogs that he wants out. So he basically lied to the club. I think I, I said on the Bulldogs board, lying to Chris Grant, to Bulldog supporters, is like shooting Bambi. <laughs> you just don't do it. Or... Throwing Chris Grant up in front of the tribunal. Yeah, he's basically he's become another Ian Collins, and yeah, so he became from Ryan Griffin, the the great player, to what a weak prick. I mean, have some balls and say I want out. Don't just say yes and get your manager to do it behind their their backs. That's the only thing I'll say that, about Griffin. That that weak prick is the guy that you guys nominated as as your captain. Yeah, and that was a mistake. Well, he didn't want it, but in fairness, the other candidate was Will Minson. No, oh. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean. Yeah, Griffin was a mistake as captain, but he, again, it shows his... Are there bigger... Now, he had the ability... Sorry, mate? Are there bigger problems than the coach... Because um, there, there was there was there two sides there, there was two sides to the story. There was some Suki senior players and a coach who was could be a right cunt to them. Like you know, he looks calm and collected when you ever see him in the media. Apparently, he would rip into them. Like there's a, a couple of stories. Um, some of them sound pretty damn precious though of that senior group. Uh, yeah, there is a bit of a mix. Like like deserving of getting ripped into. Yeah, yeah, but there was a couple. Like um, he basically had a massive crack at Lachlan Hunter for having breakfast with his mum. He oh. had breakfast. Why, he had he, break- why, would, why would a coach <laughs> could take that, though? No, he basically called him a weak. He t- called him weak. <laughs> a weak little shit <laughs> to grow up because he had because he was having breakfast with his mum before training at the ground. wonder what he'd think of Kavanaugh or Snyder. That just <laughs> like, sounds like... That sounds like a thing. Yeah, that's just really... So there, there is... There was stuff coming as, out. That as he, a coach, he, that's not really constructive, though, is it? No, no. That's the kind of shit I would expect BT to highlight in a... <laughs> in the commentary is, like... Oh, isn't he a, isn't he a sissy who has breakfast with his mum? Well, so, shit like that he was doing, but on the back of the fact that there was a group of Sookie senior players, so um, there was a bit of dust up between the younger and the senior players. Apparently the story goes that um, the senior players went to McCartney, and McCartney just said, well, you're the senior players, deal with it. And of course they sooked and they went to Gordon, and Gordon just told them, eh, fuck off, you deal with your problems. <laughs> and um, that happened earlier. Probably maturity. Yeah, and so that was festering. So hence the they moved on Higgins. Hence they wanted to move on Cooney. But the Griffin one was a bit of a surprise. So well, he still wanted out even even after getting rid of the coach. He burnt his bridges by then, though, man. Yeah, he'd burnt his bridges. He'd also it had been known that he he was in contact with GWS for almost a year. But that's the most bizarre thing about that is that the review actually happened because Griffin left. Like McCartney was safe until Griffin walked. I think he was the um, tipping point. Because yeah. Basically, what happened was then um, they br- pulled them in and just said, well, it wasn't just gr- it wasn't just the Sookie players, and then a bit more of it came out of, out in the air and and also. So I, from what I've heard, Montgomery white-handed Macker a bit as well. Oh, so here we go. Is is that a bit of a Grant Thomas move? Because he's the favourite, isn't he? He is well liked by the players as well. So I think a bit of the, the new story came out, and um, and with Griffin going, I think they basically said to him, you know, this has all come out. So then McCartney's fallen on his sword. I reckon they should yeah. play a part in picking a new coach, considering that they're the guys responsible for him, well, for the last coach departing. Well, do you know who is picking the coach? Yeah, there's... Darcy, um, isn't it? Luke Darcy. 
Oh, say that again. Say that again. This has Gary Lyon handprints all over it. How Gary Lyon oh. fucked up coaching appointments at Melbourne and resolved himself of responsibility. Can you see Luke Darcy taking responsibility for a failed coach? If... Well, the good thing about this is it was there is another five people on this coaching selection panel. Also, <laughs> here's one voice. Mm. Um, I think Worsfold is one of them as well. Yeah, but by the way, Worsfold finished at West Coast. Do you think he really gives a fuck about any of it? <laughs> at least a new coach will have a better looking nose. <laughs> than the last one. I mean, the players won't be looking at a coach that has, you know, a bit of burnt toast on his nose for a for Oh, that's horrible. That's a bit harsh. That's a bit like the Brody Moles tweet that he, he tweeted when... <laughs> <laughs> he, he tweeted like long after Mac was sacked. Mac got sacked for having a bung nose? That's harsh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was the guy who supported the bubbling guy, wasn't he? He's the yes. guy who actually bubbled in support of the bubbling guy, yes. <laughs> And the coaching landscape has become, like, really cutthroat of recent times. Like, they're really acting fast on the sackings, and the Gold Coast did it on McKenna, which we knew was happening last time we were on. But if they were sacking him to bring in Bomber, all of a sudden maybe Gary's gone, oh, no, I don't want Bomber. And who the fuck's going to coach the Suns now, as well as the Dogs? Like, those are two clubs without coaches, and we're finished with trade week. So, yeah, the front runners apparently, for the Dogs are Tudor, who I don't really know much about, but I just know he's a front runner. Montgomery. You mean Lou Bo- Lee Tudor? Yes. Is it assistant at North? Yeah. He's oh. not going anywhere. <laughs> How do you know? He's been interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> He'll be fucking replacing Brad Scott next year. Uh, well, apparently he's a front runner. There you go, Dan. You're trading Lee Tudor for <laughs> <laughs> Higgins. For Higgins. <laughs> Reckon they should go Brendan Bolton. Well, yes, yeah, well, Smiley. Come on, he's a happy man. Yeah, well, but yeah, but he's, they want but a he's, happy. Yeah, but he's never played football. We've already been in there and done that before. So just make sure the players like him first. All right. Uh, well, he smiles. He's, that's he's, why. Unless he's got some sinister personality behind the smiles, like one of those serial killers. He's now, like, boys, if we win today, I'm going to buy his ice cream afterwards. (laughs) I love football. No wonder why Hawkins came good. (laughs) We've had this. Hawkins gets Big Macs after the game. They even put it on the shit old stadium scoreboard. (laughs) But um, it is a bit of a mix. Um, He he was a bit of a cunt, and we had some soft players who have been moved on. One of them's at North Melbourne now, Dan. (laughs) You made the best of that, though. You got Tom Boyd, who is probably the most highly rated key forward in the draft for quite a while, going back probably as far as Hawkins even further. Apparently, though, basically we were signing him up for the following year, once he came out of contract oh, with GWS. No, Carlton. He was... No, it was... <laughs> Or that you're, you're, you're the Carlton channeling board the, you're channeling the Carlton Mongs. Because the Carlton board said he was going there because he supported them. Yeah, but you talk, he listened to actually his manager. His manager <laughs> said that the deal was already in play and it was going to happen next year. But because of the, the Griffin thing, the dogs decided to flip it on them and say, well, give us Boyd. In many ways, that is the definition of a very, very good trade that, if it works out, is actually a win-win for both teams, assuming GWS hold on to their other ones, because they have way too many fucking tools anyway. So they actually got rid of one who they probably wouldn't have room for anyway. They get Ryan Griffin and a draft pick, and the dogs get the key forward they've been begging for for years. It was a fair deal, and it got done reasonably quickly. None of this let's drag our heels for three weeks all the way to mediation shit like with Essendon. It, yeah. does, look, it does look like a good trade. It's just the way it went down, which puts a sour note. Yeah, but you needed Griffin to actually get them talking. Well, the whole thing that we were only gonna, if, ever going to be taking him when he was out of contract. So. Yeah, that's the thing, and but he may not have got to you because... I was always 
a chance. If Tom Boyd's available and St Kilda or Melbourne have the number one pick or something, they're not going to pass on him in the preseason draft. So they would if they they would if they put a he put a price tag on his head too high for them to. You re- anyway, you, you reckon they don't have the cap room either? Oh. No idea, but anyway, it's all hearsay now, yeah, isn't it? He's gone, so. but that's the thing. Griffin actually prompted Boyd saw the opportunity to get to the dogs, and the deal got done. As I said earlier, I mean, uh, I've got no problem with Griffin wanting to go. It's just the way he went, so he he's now. Do you regard as uh, Callum Ward to be in the same category as Week? No, because um, he was honest and upfront. He basically was out of contract. In a lot of ways, it was the Bulldogs' fault for not signing him up earlier when he was extending his contract. He was out of contract. He was on his rookie, you know, getting a couple hundred grand a year to going to 900 grand a year. You can't blame a kid for getting three times his salary. Okay, fair enough. Whereas Griffin lied to the club. Big difference. He was a captain, you know, big difference. Even Nathan Brown, of all people... He was still out, he was out of contract when he left us. He outjudiced the Bulldogs Judas and Nathan Brown <laughs> Griffin. <laughs> Let's move on because before all some of these trades went down, there was discussion that oh free agency and trades are fucked. It's all skewed to the more successful clubs after Hawthorne signed Frawley. All of a sudden, it seems like a long time ago as if who cares? And Clangers wanted to stay. Teams were looking at Clangers. That would have been funny along with the Stanley thing, but he didn't move. Yeah, so I heard um, Geelong offered up pick 14 for Clangers. And, uh, <laughs> oh, no, actually, because they traded that to Adelaide, so they offered up pick 10, and Hawthorne accepted that, but um, he wants to stay, and he rejected the move. So, wait, Geelong wanted another shit talk. That sounds like goot talk. Yeah. You got John O'Rourke for fuck all, though. That was... Hey, but he, he's shown nothing. Right, he was all right in the second half of the year. You just couldn't get a game before then. Tom, so, Tom you're being Boyd quiet, is... you don't know, Jack. I mean, how good was yeah. it getting pick three for Thrawley? You must be fucking singing in the street, mate. Oh, I reckon, yeah, put on a massive party. I mean, <laughs> he was probably worth, <laughs> like, um... It's the only time of the year when Melbourne's going make any noise. And is it in any ways cancelled out by training for Lumumba, though? Um... <laughs> Oh, yeah, guess. by long. Oh, Clark was gone anyway, so basically yes. You're bringing in the prince who laughs last. He's Maybe the Melbourne Melbourne's Melbourne well, is his last last laugh. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> I joined you. <laughs> in the end, yeah. In the end, we just trade out one head case and bring another one in. At least this one will get on the park though. For all of Retier's faults, yeah. he's he's a solid AFL footballer still. Yeah, he was great a couple of years ago when Collingwood were right at the top. He's decent now. He was probably in Collingwood's sort of best 11 players. improved Melbourne on field, though. Top five best and fairest. But the He's players will out. be walking on eggshells around him, though. That's, oh, that's but won't it be funny, the first story that comes out of Melbourne about Heretier? Because Bernie Vince is there, and we know what Bernie Vince is like. Mm. He's a bit Larry. He's South Australian. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, sorry, he's a Victorian. He came back from South Australia, but yeah, anyway. Being moulded. But Melbourne are well-placed, and that, that actually, when they got that pick three, because Hawthorne must be paying for all a shitload, surely. For Either that, that or it's an underhanded... Because you remember how... Melbourne was squealing for a priority pick. Well, they weren't going to get the priority pick because of Frawley. Yeah, but they were going priority pick squeal, priority pick squeal, then silent and acceptance. And you think, well, hang on. Mm. Why do you squeal and suddenly go quiet? Then suddenly, but we don't know what his contract size was. Uh, and a wild years. Could Hawthorne yeah. afford 600k a year for him? Franklin gone, maybe. But he was gone a year we ago. We could probably afford it. Whether it's we dependent on Brian that. Lake retiring. Sure. After next year. Sewell retiring as well. Sewell clears cap space. Um, I imagine they probably think a few of them are retiring. You had to clear out Mitch Hallahan as well to the Suns. And someone else as well who would have been on OK Money is also... Carl Cheney? No, not Carl Cheney. (laughs) 
So the other question is, um, you don't know Jack, yep. which unfortunate player is going to go pick two and three? Um, <laughs> Brayshaw, think, come um, on down. Yeah, Jimmy Brayshaw, yeah, Jimmy Brayshaw's nephew. Then we can just blame poor Jeans instead of poor <laughs> development. You could get the North out of him. And McCartan's going to be the next Jack Watts, or you're going to go small? Oh, I think McCartan. Yeah, he'll be the next Messiah saviour forward. But at least he looks like a big lumbering full forward. Like, unlike Jackie, who you know, looks like he's too pretty for... That's the thing. Melbourne, they've got Ruse developing the players, you know, and say what you want about Paul Ruse and his defensive style. At least their development won't get compromised like some of the past ones. Even he got sceptical in his press conferences last year about Melbourne. Mm. Remember that? But he inherited so many of those players. He's bringing in players... No, he is starting again, isn't he? I agree, though. Melbourne are a different team under Ruse than they were. They're still... They've got their stench of failure in them but they're, they're slowly... He's, he's trying to yeah. stop the tide and actually stop the regression and then slowly bring it back. Bringing an air freshener every day to the club. I couldn't disagree any... I couldn't possibly <laughs> disagree more. I think Ruse is getting all of the credit for Mark Neal's good work. I think he was... <laughs> oh, fucking hell. You're me. <laughs> He was a real mastermind behind uh, Melbourne's sort of So you're a big believer revival. in football, are you, Penal? I think he was the, the mastermind, and I think it, it's like that, that guy who invented, like, uh, pipes, and then... And then yeah. No, essentially... Are you smoking that, a pipe, Penal? No, it's just Neil was sort of sacked too early for the fruits of his labour to take. <laughs> He's because he's an angry cunt who lost the players. But then why is um, Ruse basically cleaning house and putting in senior pl- mature players from other teams? Because he's copying Mark Neal's strategy. He's just got better players. Yeah, them. he's not getting spuds. But he's getting players like Daniel Cross and Bernie Vince who can play, not yeah. da- Rodens and... Chris Wars. Yeah. Tom Gillies. <laughs> See, even you're laughing at it. Look, no, he's actually turning him. And with pick two and three, he could do some serious damage. And they went for pick 12 from Richmond. Yeah, for those but careers. They, I reckon they stuffed up trading 23 for Frost. They got spooked by the Saints, who were always going to draft memory at that pick. But so I reckon Frost is a bit overrated. Uh, he'll be good for Melbourne, though. They need but someone memory else. But is not worth pick 23, either. Well, memory's not. Memory's going to go pre-season draft number one. I know, but even though he was not... No, he, was, he was pick 40-something in, the, in his original draft and played one game. I know. Well, yeah. St Kilda didn't want to trade too hard with Sydney and they couldn't trade players because the Swans got kicked out. Yeah. How were the tears there? Oh, that's great. Oh, I loved it. And the funniest thing was, this was a deal put in place that allowed them to keep the cola and the Swans tried to welch on it and the AFL said, all right, fuck you, we're going to tell everyone and ban you publicly. Oh, so I didn't know that. I didn't know it was, a, it was an original deal. Yeah. The Swans said, we can't afford to put all the cola under the cap for next year. So the AFL said, fine, we'll phase it out over two years, but you can't bring any new players in because that would just compromise the process. So then the Swans started sniffing around Paddy Ryder and Joel Patful, and the AFL said, what the fuck are you doing? And the Swans said, it was a guideline. So, <laughs> so the AFL went, whack. Good on them. And, and yeah, all of a sudden, the cola-flavoured cola tears. Like, and I noticed DB Swanee was sucking it up a bit about it. He was a little bit. Restraint and- to trade and... You know, Gillen's got the balls that Vlad did not have because Gillen's smacking everyone down. So what's the what's the um, part of me that's going to think when the coal is finally gone, um, the salary cap is going to be increased to almost that 9.8% anyway? Oh, natural progression it will be. But... No, but not natural. They'll bump it just a bit. Just to, so 
it amazingly coincides with Sydney not getting their asses handed to them too much. But the actual salary cap increase in the CBA is, over that period of time, actually roughly equates to 9.8%. So, basically a million bucks. Yeah, as it's supposed to, and there'll be a new CBA. Like, it will... I think that's why it actually works in that regard, but it's not a coincidence that two years was the phase-out period. So, in that case, um, Boyd's contract could be the next Alistair Lynch. Yes, Boyd and Buddy Franklin. That's why Buddy Franklin's deal doesn't look so bad. It's just in the short term they're going to be squeezed hard. And they're even worse off the Swans as well on that note because they couldn't deal Sam Reid. They must have been thinking, oh, we can deal Sam Reid to the dogs. They're desperate. Then all of a sudden in comes Tom Boyd and puts paid to that. Well, I think he was the smoky then, Reid. Yeah. When you think about the Buddy Franklin deal, you talk about the obviously the money he's getting, which is like $1.1 million a year. And like, there's nothing wrong with that for the quality of player he is. That's good value. It's just sort of the length of deal doesn't make sense. 26 no. years of age, 9 years. Compare that to Tom Boyd, 19 years of age, 7 years. His is the other end of the spectrum because he's unproven. Boyd deal makes a lot lot more sense. No, well, it, it, no it's a risk. The Boyd deal is a risk. Yeah. They're both risky. Different kinds of risk, though. Boyd's one could be either a gutty move that you know sets them up or a complete bust. Yeah, it's, um, I think the, the Boyd deal has higher potential for success because if he breaks through and is the next big thing, then the dogs win no matter what. Whereas with well, Buddy, really... you kind of know what you're going to get with him. He's not going to get any better. He's only going to sort of fall off a cliff once he gets the wrong side when, of 30. When was the last real pick one bust? Because even Jack Watts, he's at best an average footballer. Well, if you're not calling Jack Watts a bust... No, I'm not, I'm not saying he's a complete bust. Like, he's still he's still a footballer. He's still... And then you got to go back to Lounder. Cruiser. Banfield. No, I mean, for, for pick one, Jack Watts is a bust. And Cruiser. So, so is Scully, to be honest. So Scully, so Scully's Scully, a bit younger. Yeah. Well, Josh Fraser got 200 games, so I guess you can't call him a bust. Cruz is pretty close to a they bust. They certainly don't live up to the number one tag, let's put it that Not way. many do. Like, the thing is, if you're drafting a number one, you kind of want someone who's going to play 200 games at a good level. Like, you don't expect to draft Nick Revolt at number one, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's the centrepiece for St Kilda for 12 years. You don't expect that. That's just a really good upside, and Tom Boyd's that kind of thing. But he might not work at the same time. You might get Jack Watts. Whereas Whereas, you know, you go for your 200-game players like Hodge, Goddard, Deledio, Cooney. Cooney. Yeah, I think think Deledio is probably the best example of sort of the good player that gets you 200 games, sort of becomes a... Gibbs and Murphy will be that type of player too, as David Swallow. Not not a legend of the club, but a, you know, a well-respected pick. But you you take that from the outset. You you take that, and if the Bulldogs get a player of, say, Murphy or Delidio's quality out of Boyd, then they'll be happy. And if they get better, then they'll be fucking over the moon. Good khaki over the moon. And despite Cooney breaking through for that one Brownlow, Hodge and Revolt are probably the only two number one picks who have actually gone above that level we're talking about. From a career standpoint. Well, yeah, it's true. Even if he turns out to be a solid, not great player, he's still going to be a key forward that we need, that we can build other players around. Yeah, and he's he's an upgrade on Liam Jones, who ended up at Carlton. Carlton, Carlton actually managed to get rid of Jared Waite and got the next Jared Waite. It's... Um, Liam Jones, one thing about him, he can jump, he can take a mark, and he gets tired after five minutes. It's like Carlton almost went the Geelong strategy. They brought in Jacks, who might be okay. We He's exposed forms even smaller sample than Boyd and they brought in Jones who's well barely better than Stanley and and they got no compo for weight weight was deemed worth no compensation jeez a lot of Carlton supporters got upset over that (laughs) 
but he's got so much potential. But how old is he? 30 something? 30, 31. Yeah, well, what, what compensation do you get for a 31-year-old? Well, I think the the argument was that they didn't even get a single pick, like even a late pick for him. But you know, David, he's he years old. 105 or something? I mean. <laughs> yeah, do you want a sixth rounder? Do you, do you really want a sixth rounder? Well, that's I guess their, their argument was that's better than getting nothing. <laughs> but that's the thing. Don't the AFL stop compo at round four? Do they? I don't know. I think they do. I don't, I've don't. i never seen anyone get less than round four compo. Yeah, so... Uh, I think after that point, they just go, that's after pick 70. It's not worth it. Yeah, everyone's going to push up everyone's fifth rounder up a level. I mean, who gives <laughs> shit? Yeah. <laughs> it's all speculative by then. By then, everyone's upgrading rookies. Yeah. And a couple of other coaching appointments that happened. Well, Port recruited Crazy Vossi, which is interesting, to replace the guy who left them to go to the Crows, who no one knows anything about. What is the guy's name again? Like Paul Welsh or something. Yeah. Bill Welsh or something, yeah. He Welshed on the Port job, did he? Yeah, he did. I have no idea who this guy is, so I can't really say He's got Port Adelaide in his heart, though, if you believe the Port supporters. Doesn't that just turn the shit fights up to 11? Fucking hell. They've been pretty quiet, and then all of a sudden the Port assistant... The crows and oh fuck they're all going again are they just, oh, yeah as if about it oh so they're going we've got Welsh are you mad crazy Vossi in your midfield nah nah it's actually the port flog saying that oh you've brought in a port Adelaide person we're not the minnows or whatever oh fuck I don't know I don't read the threads it was Port Adelaide's emergence that's forced to change to Adelaide yeah. so Vossi at um, Port that's going to be interesting he won't have any say on their strategic trading or drafting <laughs> whatsoever I assume but um, as a skills coach I guess you know he, he was a good player mm. is he going to turn the Port Adelaide um, uh, you know you know, each club has their own TV like we, we have Bulldogs TV I'm sure Tigers have whatever it's going to be like a re- reality show now with um, Vossi leading <laughs> well, the show. V- Vossi's most recent coaching experience is on the recruit, which I guess is still better than the experience Heard took into coaching yeah. the senior club. So Jab, Yeah, he, he coached under nines. So who's going to be the, the useless blonde who sits there and just talks about the psychology of them all? <laughs> <laughs> well, Goring ain't there, so... Um, and in other off-field moves, and this is fantastic, the Pelican, the Pelicans quit St Kilda. St Kilda have gone... We're going in a um, high-performance direction, I think it was, or a something like that instead of a list-building direction. And Pelican Did he leave or was he sacked? Well, he's resigned, so he's probably he, he was pushed. jumped so before he was pushed. I think they've basically gone, fuck, we can't screw up another draft. <laughs> you need to get him out of here. <laughs> We've got the number one pick. You know, even though Petrarca's a lock, it's kind of like, yeah. what's he, what's he going to... They've got two others in the top 22. What's he going to do with those? We just um, escaped trade week on the skin of our teeth. He wanted to keep Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, saying, I mean... Pelican, you're fucking crazy. Pick 21. <laughs> the, the best part about this, though, is that this opens the door. And this really opens the door to the Pelican landing at Carlton. So what, what is it yes. with this Carlton rumour? Is he ex-Carlton man or...? Carlton actually offered him this role months ago and he said he was happy at oh. St Kilda and now he's at, not at St Kilda. So you'd assume Carlton are looking at him again. Mind you, Soss has thrown the toys out of the pram over the Boyd deal and has left the Giants. So Carlton have a couple of choices for, to recruit. But I saw the Boyd deal is the reason why Soss is leaving? I heard that was the reason, yeah. Oh, wow. But I heard it on Bigfooty, so it might not be true. But yeah, basically... The AFL aren't going to let the Pelican near GWS. So Maybe the Pelican um, was given a Terry Wallace deal to Sydney and then the home favourite um, Sauce had come over the top, you know, a bit, oh, like, yeah. a bit like Ruse at, Sid- at um, Sydney. Yeah, that, that might actually be the case. But we still hope he ends up at Carlton because bumping all those cruise missile threads will 
be so much fun. <laughs> and he'll be fucking around with Carlton too. What's not to like? Maybe he's going to go to GWS, as you see. No, I can't see it happening. I can't see the AFL letting Pelican near GWS. Well, not well they have with that the, uh, top 10 picks, because they're yeah. still relatively down the bottom. They're so an expansion club, so they do get looked after in that regard. The AFL will not let them pick someone who's failed so many places. But as we were talking before we started, I think it was Penal said it. Just imagine Pelican with Trig with Malthouse at the same club. It's a recipe for barbecues. It's a recipe for three alpha psychos just having a, sh- <laughs> you know, a shoot ale at, at um, OK Corral. You know? <laughs> uh, above all else, it's a recipe for wooden spoons. I can uh, see this being hilarious, and let's just hope it happens. Tigers have been pretty quiet in the, the draft, aren't well, they? Sorry, in the trade week. We looked at Trengove, and that was about it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Melbourne tried to do a dodgy on you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Melvin is the fucking dodgy second-hand car salesman, you know, with the new coat of paint on the piece of shit car. Oh, yeah, it's really good, mate. He goes really well, yeah. Is that sticky tape on your foot, Trengo? <laughs> no, never mind about that. So how about the contract? Let's sign here. Why is that boot of yours larger? Is that a moon boot sticking out your sock? I mean, how did how was that not pre-known knowledge that he's it, like, took until that the up? third scan? Yeah. Three medicals they did on him, and only on the last one did they catch it. And what's the bet that Melbourne knew all along? Hard to say. Hence why they were happy to get rid of him. Maybe they've been working on his rehab and they didn't think he'd get back. Uh, if, if there's any if there's any player who is the pin-up boy for how Melbourne have fucked up the, the younger players, it's Trangrove. I mean, making him captain, that, uh, playing him injured. Age. Yeah, you, it's just... usually we're not this harsh on a club, and we have someone from that club on. Sorry, Jack <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, the good thing is there it, it, it is light at the end of the tunnel with Melbourne. I mean, they are coming around, but... and Ruzi's got the picks to turn them around. But but well, he's the messiah, uh... yeah, and he's actually a real messiah, unlike the false prophet at Essendon. Let's move on if we've got nothing else on trade and free agency. Uh, um, uh... Anything else funny? I mean, we talked about. The Crows doing stupid shit. Brisbane traded well. Sorry, we didn't get Brisbane. Brisbane brought in Dane Beams. What is it with Brisbane? They're now a bit of a destination club after being, you know... Yeah, well, they're recruiting Mitch Robinson, though. That might cancel out everything they've done. He is the new Brendan Favola for them, isn't he? Mm. So what's the bets on which um, family day will he expose himself to that chick? <laughs> um, am I the only one who thought, like, uh, 525 and Crispy. a player for Beams was overs? I think it was unders. Yeah. I thought it was pretty fair. Yeah, I thought it was pretty. Be- I, thought, I thought it was fair under Be- circumstances that he wanted to get there, but yeah, I mean, given that he basically like quit, he I mean, he automatically becomes their best player based on that. He's better than ineffective Rockliffe. No, I thought I thought five and twenty five was about all right. I don't think Beams is that good as people make him out to be. Collingwood's trading philosophy was a bit bizarre, and Eddie's talking about Hanley and. You'd- that was just that posturing was almost as bad as Essendon's. That was just fucking stupid. But there's no way they were going to get a good player plus a draft pick, but especially when Brisbane only have about four. Can't take one. And didn't they have like a deadline of Friday, and then they did the deal? Yeah, on and the... they welched on that. This was the trade period of welches. Yeah. Oh, the the melts were hilarious on the Collingwood board. They were, they were talking about how they'd been let down by the club because they sent out the letter on the Friday to the members saying we are not going to deal with Brisbane, and then lo and behold, next week they deal with Brisbane. See, unlike Essendon. And they probably got threatened with mediation and went, oh, okay. Whereas Essendon went, fuck you, we're going to, we're going to mediation. Oh, because legal legal stuff has worked out before. <laughs> <laughs> we can't fail this time. <laughs> we lost again? Fuck! <laughs> we're due for a win. 
the, the Collingwood board melts were good. Um, I had to pull the gun on a few liking lurk um, infractions, care of the Collingwood board, so... And before we move on, finally, our last Hall of Fame nominee. It was based on last week's poll, and we actually had a tie in the poll. Equal third with 10.6% each with Bryce Gibbs and Mick Malthouse, but the poll was tied between Hamish Romping Wins McLaughlin and the off-season hero Kim Duffy, and where'd we land on that? We decided amongst ourselves who we were going to give it to. We took a vote, and Ant, you had a pretty good explanation. I think it had to be um, Romping Wins because... St Kilda deserved to be the bridesmaids again. Finish second and get the moral, <laughs> the moral, the moral entry. Yeah, they've already the got the street DVD anyway. So yeah, don't get greedy, St Kilda. You only get one win, one premiership. Um, <laughs> uh, At least they're not finishing third all the time. Yeah, because second's better than third, right? <laughs> right. Plug us in, uh, so it, it must be it, true. It does all look the same in the lost column after all, doesn't it? Mm. This week on the Bay, or this month on the Bay, we should call it. Threat of the Month. Look, I think Bosk had this wrapped up for a long time with the villain. It would be unfair not to give it to him. As good as Ugak has been. Well, how, do, his... how do we feel about it? Because there's two contenders. Well, there's, there's, there's two bloody good threads yeah. going right now. The the top 50 and the the Ugak thread. <laughs> I, think, I think it's going to be like Bosk who? Yeah, let's not forget Mofra either. Yeah. Top 50 is just as good as last year. He's one line oh, as a goal. Some of those are, and, and not just the one liner, sometimes it's the entire thing. Like the Sam Reid yeah, one he, in particular was, I thought, hilarious. Very clever writing. He I mean, that. you see me those hack journos put up their shit, but he, Moff gives them a run for their money. Moff, every Moff, time. The, the journos don't get that kind of poetic license, though. <laughs> even, even the likes of Titus O'Reilly is hit and miss. Moff is just. Bam. Yeah, every single one of them is gone. Who is Titus O'Reilly? Some guy thinks he's funny. Um, no, I got the impression he, he posts on Bigfooty. He uh, probably he bags does. Big, he bags Bigfooty, but... Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so we got Bosk's thread, we got Ugax's thread, and we got Mofra's thread. I'm, I'm going Bosk. Bosk. I'll, I'll give it to Bosk, just because I, I like the collaborative one where like everyone gets involved <laughs> and gets... This... <laughs> you, you, you love sharing the goo, don't you, Penal? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing like a good Hawks circle in the well. bay. Yeah, no, okay, Bosk wins. Honourable mentions Bosk to Ugax and Mofra. Because it was this was one of the ones where each of them came out a separate week. So if we we're doing weekly ones, that it'd be separate winners. But flog of the month. This one was equally as competitive, and most of the contenders came from the same team. I'm going to nominate Craffles, who's been sputting it up big time in the last. I month. reckon Bomber six from his private messages. <laughs> <laughs> you are a fucking mum. They had a public talk about you as well, didn't they? Oh. Yeah, he did. I reported that, and Stronzo banned him. <laughs> <laughs> you button pusher boss. <laughs> well, I wasn't going through the PM back and forth to do it myself. I'd already done that once when I thread banned in. But yeah, anyone on top of the two S and supporters. Um, boy dogs. Oh, boy dogs. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, uh, what a yeah, for hey, the name. The name, just for the name. Ragingly gay. He should have changed it to go and get fuck Griff. <laughs> yeah, because you see, he because I basically did because um the. Tell a little bit of backstory. Um, Grizz um, offered amnesty for all the um, Fr- Lance Franklin names. So we, we did the same thing with Griffin. So I said to go, Griff, what do you want? He said, boy dogs. And I went, I, I sent back, don't you mean boyed dogs? I'm, I didn't want to muck it up and you get a typo or anything like that. <laughs> he goes, no, boy dogs. I'm like, okay, that's what you want. He <laughs> didn't give an explanation as to why he wanted that. Because it sounds like boyed dogs, not... Um, is the amnesty still open? Not, not, not that whole. That I, 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 anyway, 
I didn't try to think about it too much because I don't want. It. Maybe I don't want to know the answer. Who do we want to give it to? Like it's it's Griffy for the name or the other two for the story, and they're both very good. Re- they're all very good reasons. Um, Honestly, flip a coin between the two Essendon supporters because they were both fucking deplorable. I got to be honest. I forgot about Boy Dog. <laughs> I want to give it to him even after nominating Crapple. Oh, I'm voting Boy Dogs. I reckon I'm. Uh, Bomber six in his semen Madden yeah, um, I'd give avatar. That just shits me as well. Bomber like. Bomber six. Uh, Bomber six. You are the flog of the week. Craffles and boy dogs. Honorable mentions. And moving on. Look, there's not a whole lot to talk about going forward. There's the draft. There's the fixture. And there's the Bay Thirteen awards season, which we'll start with. So who do we think? And because the MVP for the most part. Everyone probably assumes Ugak's going to win. We'll take the top three, then threat of the week and flog, threat of the year and flog of the year predictions. So rounds we go. Who wants to go first? Uh, okay, I'll go first. So Ugak will be number one. Number two, Mofra. And number three, oh, that's hard. Um, Hodgepodge. Threat of the year and flog of the year. Threat of the year, I'm going to give to Juritz for his holiday threat. Yeah, it just stand, it's not the best, but it just stands out for some reason. And it, it, it just keeps on giving, and it was very funny at the time. It as was. Well. It and was he has no soul. <laughs> and he has no soul. <laughs> yes, we found out he's a... <laughs> <laughs> um, and flog of the year. Flog of the year. Um, oh, jeez. Um, Jaden. <laughs> he's on for three weeks. Crammed, crammed a year's worth of flogger into three weeks, but he was only here for three weeks before he cancelled his account. All right, that's that's Dan's. Who wants to go next? All right, so uh, Mofra, Ugak, and Jean-Claude Bastet for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Through to the year. Oh, I'd have to give it to the Bosk's villain thread. Is that eligible? Yeah, that's eligible. As long as it was yep. started this year, yeah. Since uh, As long as it was started since last year's thread, which I think makes it late December and flog of the year Jades because he's a flog and a filthy <laughs> welcher <laughs> um, who's next I'll go next alright so MVP top three Ugak Mofra rounding out the top three uh, I'll say Duritz threat of the year will be the, um, the Monopoly because it's the difference is it's more than a one hit wonder and it's got the goo that paddles likes where everyone can contribute yeah it's got the, it's why oh, Ugag, Ugag never wins throughout the years because he has one great post and a million likes going oh this is really good then it's usually one butthurt person going I don't like it <laughs> and it's always always someone who's targeted their team or it's, or, that Geelong, or it's Jade's it's, it's yeah. always or, 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 that Geelong, or that Geelong Indeed, supporter yeah. who always goes oh, yeah he just makes a gif. It's not that clever. He's soggy now, isn't he? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, soggy. Anyway, so, flog of the year. Long Davy Jetta has it. <laughs> if you're going to get banned from being too annoying for the Bay, I mean, you deserve the flog of the year. And you deserve not to be around to accept it. <laughs> <laughs> Is there going to be an actual badge for the flog of the year? Yeah, we're working on it. Li- so we talk about this every year. I like Just a Battler's idea with a dunce hat that says flog on it, but it'll be very hard to fit it into that small... Thing, but I think the and we're going to retrospectively award it to all the others. <laughs> yeah, wanna, Mario, when he wanna gets out have of jail, a little fucking award it to all ten. Every single, uh, every single one of Mario's aliases will get it. <laughs> Penal. All right, so uh, top three uh, MVP posters. Um, clearly, Waverly, Bayer, and Hodgepodge. Yeah, so uh, I, I just feel there hasn't been enough goo spills on this episode so far. But in all seriousness, it'd probably be Ugak, um, Mofra, and 
I reckon um, Hodgepodge will sneak into the top three. He had some good moments. Threat of the year for me is Monopoly. For all those reasons Paddles likes, which are also the reasons I like it. Um, and Flog of the, flog of the Year. <laughs> you'll, you'll never walk alone. Monopoly said. <laughs> Uh, the reasons Pads likes it, I know because it's 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 not compromised by a draft system. <laughs> <laughs> what was your flog of the year? For me, it's leg end. Uh, he didn't have any one-off floggish moments like say Jaden did, but um, just sustained fucking awfulness over the course of the year gets it for me. All right. Yeah. Well, my flog of the year is tire boys. Fuck's sake. Did you um, say tire boys or tiger boys? I said Tire Boys. Tire Boys. It's his real name. Yes. Thread of the Year. I'm going to go for the Don't Stop the Party one, and not just. And I'm going to use the same reasoning as Ant, because not only was that awesome for the video, which was the best one he's done, but also the Ricky Nixon Twitter exchange, and then the Triple M comment section. I forgot about that. That was, was fantastic. <laughs> that was right. magnificent. People so. who criticise that sort, I don't think they realise how much editing it takes to put up a video like that. They don't. They really don't. And. Yeah, it's ridiculous when they do that, but yeah. yeah. And the top three for the MVP are Anus Cat, uh, Bombers 2003, and Amstaff. Yeah. Is that legit? Oh, of course it is. That's just, that's just my predictions, man. Hey, but you already know, though. Well, I gave votes. I haven't tallied them yet. Oh, okay. Mm. And yeah, not much else to look forward to except the, the drafts coming up, so that'll be interesting to discuss that. The fixture gets released in about 10 days. They've released little snippets of it already. Have they? The so 22 yeah. um, Friday night games for Richmond. Uh, sorry, not Richmond. Collingwood at the MCG, yeah. Um, yeah, just because just because you invent a Friday night game doesn't mean you're allowed to play it there. I mean, come but on. they played a lot of them this year because yeah, we got quite North a few chokes the year before. Now you didn't choke at all, so kiss yeah. them all goodbye. Yeah, we're back on Sundays now. But yeah, any predictions or requests? It'll be interesting to see who gets Essendon early on. I wonder if Essendon still keep their Anzac Day since they're cheats. Uh, yeah, I wonder if the AFL will look after a couple of the lower clubs and give them Essendon around one or two. Would you Would you like that? You don't know Jack a match up against Essendon around one when Goddard Danaher and. The VFL Cooney. squad of Cooney and the VFL oh. squad are playing, but but that'd probably oh. be the only time that uh, Essendon actually beats Melbourne, because usually it's the other way around. That's true. Yeah, would you just prefer your June matchup? I think this June matchup. St Kilda can have them then, and then Plugger can get on the bandwagon and <laughs> <laughs> start another. You all thought we were shit thread. Come at St Kilda haters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was gold. That's sort of that is the candidate for backfire of the year, which we didn't. Oh, yeah, we didn't actually do it because yeah, that was so true. Because we could all see it coming that Rewalt played out of his skin for them to win those two games, but all they could see was the win and how great they were and <laughs> their ladder position at round two. <laughs> <laughs> and the funniest thing is they had a chance to be. I think it was three and one or four and one, and they lost to Brisbane in. New Zealand, and then that was when you went, all right, they're fucked now. <laughs> they won one more game against Ross Lyon. Yeah, but yeah, anything else on the fixture or anything else going forward? Because we're just about out. Oh, I'll have to a quick mention to um, uh, GWS trying to start a rivalry today on Twitter and Facebook, posting up a, a photo of Cameron, Ward, and Griffin saying, be less bulldog. Lost Dogs Home. Lost Dogs Home, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You, you stay the fuck away, GWS. That's North's rivalry, all right? <laughs> <laughs> well, these North are a real football club, so you can expect it. But I do yeah. like that the fact the um there hasn't been even a mention back from the Bulldogs at all. Like, 
like earlier in the year, the Bulldogs and Geelong were doing a bit of banter about um, playing down at um, Shell Stadium, and and you know there's a bit of respect going both ways about the place. It's like GWS are a plastic club, right? So there's just no respect from the uh, Bulldogs towards them. That's why GWS should stick to picking fights with their plastic brother, the Swans. Rivalries, (laughs) rivalries start on football fields, not on Twitter. Yeah, it's you don't dignify the weak opponent there, and GWS are trying to get the response and the dogs are just going no no they want the shit fight the dogs really don't the dogs don't want a shit fight now anyway even if it was someone significant well at the same time they're trying to market boy because apparently they had um who was at the club doing all media shit today so i think the last thing they wanted to do was make it about gbs <laughs> indeed but yeah if that's everything this was the vlogcast for the trade and free agency period ivy joined by dan there you guys and see you guys Penal. <laughs> See you guys. Oh, okay, yeah. Just take the that. <laughs> Andrew's first appearance of the season. Well, apparently we sound the same, Dan. You don't know, so... Jack. Yeah, no one will know who, no. who said that. Have a good one. Who said that? Thanks for listening. We'll Me. see you all after the draft. But first, outtakes. Oh, yes. Get on that. They're good. They're good. See you guys. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs>